Welcome to Spread Talk with Pam and John, also known as The Calm, Before the Storm. Our purpose is to elevate the conversation and amplify special education resources. And our why is all about the kids. You know, Pam, there are so many organizations and, and people around Texas who are just making it happen for kids with disabilities. So let's make this a platform to celebrate their efforts because special education is about making the impossible possible. Well, here we go. TKs 2020. Great minds come together around <laughs> great ideas, right? right? I am so excited. We had a chance to kind of come together to do this. I know this is kind of the end of the conference, and I uh, and my my you know my ride or die Pam isn't here with me right now, <laughs> but I have two more of my ride or dies with me, and yeah, I mean here we are, 2020, living in the future. Um, I talked about this a little while ago about how you know I can remember when I was a, a young person. I feel like I'm getting older, but I just feel younger every day. But I, I remember when I was young, thinking, man, 2020, you know, the movie. Right. I right. mean, a, a space odyssey and, you know, that's the future. And now it's funny how, you know, slowly that pot just keeps boiling and boiling. And here we are boiling in 2020, right? Living in the future. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, I, I think how do we do justice to the fact that we have so much change and growth and, and opportunity through technological advances and, and, and an understanding of, of child development and how children learn and grow and, and need certain things. And, and yet we're still kind of stuck in many ways in so many of our practices from you know, the 1900s and, yeah. and early 2000s. Absolutely. And so, but I am, I'm excited to be sitting around a table with two dear friends and colleagues, um, Dr. Coral Wilk, uh, uh, Wilkins, from Frisco ISD, um, previous SPED liaison, who yes. has uh, had many, many, many uh, experiences in that role, and now is there in Frisco ISD, uh -huh. and Harvey Hughes, the the, the great Harvey Hughes, uh, <laughs> formerly of C's, uh, C's yeah. Web, right, yeah. mm -hmm. and yeah. creator of C's Web, and, and now, uh, and then Hero for a period of time, right, right. didn't Hero yeah, kind of morph into smart data dashboards. Yeah, we kind of took off the hero a little bit and left yeah. the smart data. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's all the same thing. Yeah, yeah and so, so like for for us to come around the table, I know each of us, mm -hmm. colleagues, friends in our own right, and then collectively, you know, every chance we get, it seems like we rub up against you yeah. know, ideas and right. push kind of these yeah. belief systems. And so, I'm excited to be here and talk about kind of like like what is education in 2024 you know for kind of our at risk kids for these not just kids with disabilities but you know our yeah. EL students our Absolutely. kids that that maybe are coming to us from from pockets of poverty and Absolutely. you know and yeah. so forth because it's yeah. everywhere you go we Absolutely. have these we have these same kind of yeah. things occurring and so man thanks for being here yeah i'm glad to be here Super excited! So we get to share some stuff today and talk to your listeners and yeah. just give them some ideas of some great things that are going on. Yeah, and so Harvey, talk a little bit about kind of what your this intersectionality between education, at-risk students, threat assessments, right? You know where you are, right? Um, in regards to where you've been in education. Well, so uh, you know, so I, I feel like uh, I never. Uh, build anything that I wasn't, you know, coached or mentored to do, right? Yeah. So, uh, and so what happens is I end up, uh, I know I talk a lot, John, like you, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, also, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's I why have, we get along. <laughs> I think I actually have a knack for listening, you know, and absolutely, but, but not from a, like a, an educator's point of view, but from a, like a problem solving technology point of view. Yeah. And uh, that coupled with our passion to help at risk kids. Yeah. Uh, is it motivates us right to design things that will make uh, uh, educators more effective. Uh, yeah. Some of the things you talked about yesterday in your session. Yeah, um, and uh, and so all that came from is that that uh, like you were saying, Coral, the uh, there's a lot of data out there. Right. It's just not organized in a way that we can quickly get to it. And time is of the essence in a lot of these buildings that we're, we work with. Yeah, where they have to quickly understand the whole picture, which is an impossible task. Yeah, and really understand that whole child and uh, react in a way that's effective, uh, yeah. efficient, and, and, and yet very passionate, you know, about those yeah. individuals. And so, yeah, so what happened was, is we've learned that at risk means a wide variety of things. Sure. Uh, it could be, you know, just disengaging or dropping, falling behind in math, all the way through um, 
uh, you know, dyslexia or characteristics of dyslexia with reading sure. for all students because, you know, we're learning that, you know, struggling in reading is a big thing and, um, uh, you know, wrong. Uh, what we really try to do is not uh, not quickly identify the, the student in a category, but understand why that student is struggling. But it goes on to dropping out, right, yeah. to bullying, which yeah. is a big passion of mine, yeah. um, suicide, um, identifying with prevention and then threat yeah. assessment. So we end up once we get into a district, we end up doing a lot of different things for a lot of different people yeah. based on that core data being uh, organized better. But uh, I have been coached by people in education. I'm not an educator. I say that every time I walk in the door, but they remind me that that they are educators and they 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 know what they want. A lot of times they just need a little help on trying to get it organized yeah. in a way that's meaningful to them. Hey, go ahead. You Cole. know, so one of the things that you, you you hit on was the threat assessment and, and suicide and all those things. And, and it just made me think, you know, none of those had any demographic. That's they right. know no demographic. So, it's like lightning striking. Right. So when we're talking about it, we all have our, our biases that we are not even aware of most That's of the right. time, right? And so right. sometimes we focus on that wrong population. And, yeah. and it's super cool when you get data that says, this is who's having the issue. And it might not be somebody you suspect yeah. because the data is right there. Right. And yeah. you also mentioned we all have a lot of data, yeah. but we can't get to it. And that, that happens so often where we'll have, maybe we have a student who has reached out to our counselor and said, Hey, I'm really having struggles. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I, I, you know, I just, I want, I'm, I'm thinking of suicide. And then that conversation never comes a full circle to anyone right. else. Yeah. And then later special ed, or it might not be special ed, but mm -hmm. special ed might be looking at the student right. with a yeah. disability, maybe some emotional disturbance, maybe anxiety. Yes, right. And when we're looking at that student and we're seeing all kinds of behaviors that, that don't quite fit this child mm -hmm. and then don't have that whole picture, uh -huh. mm -hmm. we never know. And, and, you know, Fortunately, we do a lot of talking, but the bigger the district gets and the more data we get, because guess what? We get data every day. There's so many great tools out mm -hmm, there, right. but the more we have, actually the less connected we are. I love that. I think you're right, Coral. I feel like so often what we do is, you know, we that cliche of silos is a mm -hmm. cliche because we operate in silos because mm -hmm. in our systems, the way they're created, we have to operationalize what we do through silos or else mm -hmm. or else it's just all of this white noise coming right. like through this huge right. funnel towards us and we can't manage it. So what we do is silo it down to a manageable size. Right. But do we actually then take the data that we're collecting mm -hmm. and reconnect it right. to the bigger picture? So, yeah, got it. so Harvey, you said something earlier right. that spoke to me and, and I think in a lot of our conversations, the reason I get charged up is because, you know, what we talk about a lot of times is trying to look at that whole child, trying to look at, you know, hey, this part of this child needs special ed services, mm -hmm. and this part of this child may need counseling interventions, and this part of this child may need a dyslexia program, and this, right. but but this is not a special ed child or a counseling right. child or a child or a, or, or a right. poverty child. You know, these are children with, you know, kind of the similar needs on that continuum of yep. relevance, right? And yep. so, you know, I feel like the reactive, we talk a lot about reactivity and proactivity. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like no matter what, anything we ever do is always in some ways reactive right. because we are humans and we function from within ourselves outward into an environment in which we're reacting. Mm -hmm. That proactive piece is saying, okay, before or in spite of or during the ongoing efforts to help kids, let's stop for a minute, manage the whirlwind around us enough to slow down and say, how would we create something that would be proactive? Right. right. Because, you know, you don't get to stop being reactive just because we yeah. want to be proactive. Right. Well, you know, and I feel like that's kind of where you're, what we talk about a lot goes to. You know, uh, John, I, I say this all the time. Uh, I've never met an educator that isn't passionate and proactive by human nature. They're yeah. nurturers. They're natural yeah. born nurturers, much like a nurse or any yeah. in a, in caregivers. A profession. They're, they're, yeah. They, on every Monday morning, they're, they're thinking all weekend, uh, you know, I'm going to school and I'm going to change a student's life. Yeah. I'm going to change the environment that I'm in. And immediately we walk into a reactionary mode. Right? right. And and it usually detours our, you know, yeah. it's, and so my, my hope is that uh, through our systems, we can help 
shift a more of a, uh, a, a you know the tension to being less reactive to more proactive, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. especially at early age. Now, now it's that's a big play, right? It's a castle wide net. Mm-hmm. So we still have to we still have students bringing. Tough things to our to our office, and we have to deal with them. Yeah. Uh, but if we can start looking at that holistically, like saying, okay, was there any sign of uh, like they were, were they bullied last year? Yeah. And or is this manifesting in a way this year? You know, and you, you go and say, or there, is there a sign of uh, uh, you know any kind of early warning about that? What I actually say that we do is we uh, it's. The at risk for me is disengaging. Mm-hmm. Why is that student disengaging? That's mm-hmm. the most proactive way. I love working with counselors. They have an impossible task. You know, school leaderships ask counselors all the time. You should know, we should know in our in our building, every student's strength and weaknesses in every moment. But it's impossible. That's an impossible task. Yeah. We've actually got it down to where you can actually go in and look at those students uh, based on some some uh, disengaging, risking indicators like attendance yeah. and behavior and, and grades failure. But they still have to drill into sometimes 2,000 students, right? So we're going a step further to even saying, you know, well, what is their academic failure? Is it in reading? Is it in math? You know, so what, what can I really start? Where's the, what's the cause of the effect? Yeah. A, a cause or a, a effect. And, you know, what I'm seeing uh, nationally is um, secondary is really um, dealing with more of a, uh, they have this sense of urgency. Every junior high principal I know has a sense of, I cannot pass this student onto the high school ill-prepared for high school right. because they may not get that individualized attention at the high school level. Yeah. So they really want to to really, really do that. Now, in elementary, I, I think holistically, they they think, okay, I want to solve the mystery behind this. And so we're, we're working with secondary, a high school, junior high, middle school, and elementary, and yeah. in all different levels. Varying right? perspectives yeah. on what it is. On what it is, yeah. Trying to accomplish. But, you know, you, you hit on something that you didn't want to pass them on, and, and we, we're in such this age of accountability right now, and, and it's it's almost to our detriment. And I and I don't, please don't ever hear me say accountability is not necessary because right. it absolutely is. Right. But we are so focused on accountability that we immediately run to, oh, they're failing academically. Mm-hmm. And so we look at mm-hmm. our RTI systems and all of those pieces and you keep saying whole child. We're not looking at the whole yeah. child. And you know, this has been going on really since the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of my passions is behavior. So I I research a lot of behavior, and I researched for my my thesis when I for my master's degree. I wanted to know: Are we stressing our children out? Are we right. hurrying High them threat, too much? At risk environments. Yeah. Yes. So I started mm-hmm. looking at that, and we were pushing and pushing them really quite hard. And 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 that was the very beginning of the disintegration, if you will, of character mm-hmm. development. And mm-hmm. and I don't want to take us on a character development yeah, yeah, yeah. plan yeah. here, but that was the disintegration of it. Now, mm-hmm. fast forward, I come to my dissertation six years ago. My dissertation was on um, social emotional learning. Yeah. And if students have mm-hmm. that, are they more likely to be mm-hmm. able to achieve academically? Yeah. In between, I talked about RTI and behavior, yeah. RTI and academics. And so what was interesting is that I found that if they have those social emotional skills, yeah. they are mm-hmm. academically more successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What we haven't had though, all these years is anything that helps us see both sides of the student's mm-hmm. profile. Mm-hmm. We've only seen academic. And mm-hmm. what I really love mm-hmm. and, and all this to say, what I love mm-hmm. about what Harvey's doing with the smart data, now I can see both sides. Yes. I can see where is the student socially and emotionally yes. because Honestly, the counselor has that component most of the time. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then where do I see the student academically? Well, that's our RTI committees and, and our right. curriculum people. Now now Harvey's found a way to bring that together in one piece. Mm-hmm. Reconnect so those that, data points. So I was coached now, well. <laughs> I was coached now, by very good people. Now though I can if I'm if I'm a, a leader at, on a campus or a district, I can grab that kid yeah. and go oh my gosh, this kid's feeling, and I thought all the reason was because he just didn't want to, or she just didn't want to. Mm -hmm. Now I can go in and go, oh my gosh, this child has ACEs scores that that show me they've had early childhood Mm -hmm. trauma. I can go in and go, oh my gosh, this child has has had a suicide outcry. I can go in and go, they just lost a parent. I can go in and go, we've had discipline consistently in that math class. Are they struggling in math? I have all those pieces Mm -hmm. that I've never had before. Yeah, so in other words, you have these separate indicators that would say this child is becoming disenfranchised, becoming 
um, resistant to mm -hmm. interventions becoming mm -hmm. maybe problematic within an educational setting. But usually we look at that information and those data points in silos. A lot of times, not just, just constraints preventing us coming mm -hmm. together as teams to really connect mm -hmm. that information about one child collectively right. in that system. And so by, by mm -hmm. using something like smart data, mm -hmm. what you're looking at, it sounds like is taking all of that data, putting yeah. it together and it not just being lag data from one month to the next yeah. or from one um, testing cycle to the next for, right. you know, at the state level, but taking right. real like uh, benchmark data, classroom That's data right. you got it. and putting it into uh, actionable yeah. kind of a form so that you could actually, if you have the capacity to implement on supporting those needs. And that's another issue yeah. is the capacity it takes to really implement that's right. at that level. Sometimes yeah. we show ourselves data and we say, oh my gosh, now what do we do? Well, you know, yeah, but, so you know, that's a problem of progress, right? But that's a good problem to have. And I'm, I'm talking about Harvey's product without him so he can collaborate, but he's got this, <laughs> the cool part of his, his platform right now, not only does it give you data, but it then says, here's the interventions to implement. Yeah. And it's like, because I'm going to tell you this, that's another piece in the liaison yeah. work we did. Uh, when I got to go talk to the campuses, we found the majority of the people all said, yeah, we know what, we don't know how. how? And yes. so Harvey's product, yeah. and I'm, I'm not trying to sell his product, but <laughs> what he has to offer here says, hey, not only does Susie have a deficit in math, I'm, I'm making stuff up right now. Susie has a social emotional need. Susie also is struggling at home. They don't, they are, they are struggling for whatever reason. Yeah. And this is, here's interventions to mitigate that need. Yes. And so I can go, oh, oh we can yes, act on that. Now. Because our teachers are busy. Yeah. They're trying hard. Yeah. But you know what? They don't have all those tools in their toolkit. Exactly. But to be able to be told, here's the intervention to do, that gives me something to go research. Right. Absolutely. And that, I think, is just, that's the most powerful piece. Yeah, well, I love that. Well, you know, it's, because, uh, you know, the three of us are innovators. I, I would I would say that. I think anybody who knew us would say that, right? Yes. And so sometimes we might. Troublemakers. When we're, when we're, <laughs> well, when we're brainstorming yeah, and problem yeah, yeah, yeah. solving, we may say something wrong. And, yeah. and if, if something's just said wrong today, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. give us a bucket to right. throw right. it in there and forget yeah, so about it. Yeah. No, 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 but I'm getting ready to. <laughs> uh, but so proactive is easy to say and hard to do. And that's the truth. Mm. And, uh, and everybody wants to do that. And yeah. naturally, Absolutely. right? Naturally. Yeah. And uh, so what my concept was, was um, my concept has always been rising tide raises all ships. So, yeah. so if it's good for, if you figured out a method that works well and I can get that data, do my part, get that data and you, and, and that intervention mm -hmm. or the referral to that intervention mm -hmm. works smoothly because the worst thing we could do is put them in the wrong intervention because we're in right. a hurry to do that. And that's what I learned from special ed mm -hmm. back in the day. And that is we have to make sure background information, reason for referral, evidence-based, you know, there's almost, you know, you don't want to stop it too soon. Again, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but you yeah. don't want to, you want the process to flow naturally, but at the same time, you don't want to hurry up and put them in a bucket that's right. just so they're in a bucket. That's right. And so, so, so along comes this social emotional learning. And I'm seeing this nationally is that, I was always taught think of intervention, but mm -hmm. but really social emotional learning has now become more of a curriculum. It should, yeah, yeah. And and and, and where I'm seeing that in all aspects into everything, completely throughout your day. Yeah, because students are missing that, uh, mm -hmm. and and somewhere in their in their life, and the PLC teams are seeing that. And I'm working with a lot of innovative educators that are they're saying, you know, so 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 I think of things as okay, implement, measure, you know, mm -hmm. adjust, and do it again, and so. The SEL part, the social emotional learning programs, you know, now I'm asking, OK, well, well how do we judge success, you know, mm -hmm. and how do we how do we make sure that it can be done in every district, small yeah. or, or yeah. large? Mm -hmm. And I'm also seeing SEL being a key factor in some of the uh, alternative learning programs. Yeah. Because when they moved over there, you know, it used to be uh -huh. kind of a dumping ground, if you don't mind. Not, not so much in Texas, maybe, yeah, but yeah, in, yeah. in our other states. Yeah, I would say in the old days, you could have called it that. Yeah. yeah. And now, but so, so now there, I, I see some innovative educators using SEL as a, uh, mm -hmm. as a, as a mechanism, a methodology. And so, so now they want to, now they want to know how, so let's judge, let's, yeah. let's see what, how is it working? What's you, working? You hit on something a minute ago, Harvey, and I think this is something we often do as we try to become proactive, um, whether we intervene or whether we integrate um, uh, a topic, a subject, a practice, you know, into a setting, um, rarely do we develop the mechanism, the tool, the measurement for which to track success. Mm -hmm. 
ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we try things and yeah. then we kind of judge if we think we're seeing results versus take something where you can actually capture real-time data up front and use yeah. that yeah. as a measure for yeah. success. And so so I feel like in some ways, if, if data is actionable, if I can see lead data coming out of classrooms that students are, are producing that is relevant and is visible on a dashboard or some type of a visible uh, platform, and then as we implement these these interventions or if we or if we do them if we integrate them into curriculum and things like that then we have a tool to actually assess if the interventions or the application of this curriculum is actually showing dividends across academics across you got it you know so to me it seems like no. yeah it seems like but you're kind of hitting on well that, and I think. you talked about the social and emotional learning as the curriculum too in what we forget is, is in education, we do something that I that I is frustrating to me because we kind of label stuff. We label everything. Right, PLC, right. SEL. Acronyms yeah, it has to fit in a bucket. It has right. to have a definition. Yeah. But SEL is really rooted in emotion, in, mm-hmm. in EQI, in your emotional yeah. Intelligence, and, right. And what is your emotional intelligence? So mm-hmm. it is really the responsibility of us as educators to help our students with those emotional components because right yeah. now and we right now here we are 21st century learning like you know we, we talk about 21st century learning it's 2020 y'all right we are in it we've you're been the in vision it for 20 right years. 2020 right, right. <laughs> the truth. we've been in it for 20 years so uh, right. we want we, we want our kids ready yes. for the workforce right now yeah. they have to be able to yeah. know how to manage their emotions we're not chasing those yeah. emotions away yeah. they yeah. need to know how to mm-hmm. regulate themselves in a in an uncomfortable position i mean yeah. they need to know how to Severe, yeah. even when it's not fun, because emotional emotional intelligence is about being able to handle the good, the bad, mm-hmm. and the ugly yeah. in any moment, mm-hmm. and how that. you react to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And on that that's Coral's definition of it, but really that's what it mm-hmm. is. And so when we are we're seeing anxiety increase. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was just some National Institute of Mental Health just came out recently about anxiety continues to increase. So, I mean, it was up. So I'll 20 years ago in my my, my thesis, yeah. they said that students 20 years ago were had higher anxiety than students than children who were institutionalized in the 50s. Yeah. And they've already that's 20 years ago. Yeah. Now here we are 20 years mm-hmm. later. They said it is skyrocketing mm-hmm. our suicide rates, everything. Mm-hmm. And so if we're looking at that emotional mm-hmm. learning, yes. that social emotional quotient, mm-hmm. we can't. Mm-hmm not address that within the context of academics mm-hmm. and so now it's not just about it's not just about mm-hmm. 10 years from now we figure mm-hmm. out oh man we need to track that mm-hmm. it's yeah. i need it now and yes. i need it in the moment mm-hmm. and that again going back to what we were saying that's what your product does for us well, it's just huge that's my so, favorite book. so yeah so the coddling of the american mind right that is a book that i've recommended to quite a few people because after i read it and I do audible, so usually my reading oh, now is through my ears, not through mm-hmm. my eyes. Mm-hmm. But and I found that's mm-hmm. an interesting thing when you figure out how you process better mm-hmm. as you get older. Oh, I've done that. I yeah. actually read it and and I and, do both. and hear it at the same time. Oh, okay, so I use two stimulants. That's right. nice. And uh-huh. so me, a lot of times I'll read it and uh-huh. then I'll do audible, or I'll do audible and then I'll go back and read it, and then yeah. I, I, I would. I do it at the same time. Yeah. I, I'll highlight it and, and read it, and then. But they really, you know, the authors really hit on this this fragility movement and this idea that you know just because of this tendency in society now to feel like we need to protect our children and you know i mean and the thing about it is is like the media tells us one thing and these messages we get you know the introduction of this little fancy thing the iphone you know the inattentive nature of society now the shortening of our attention span the thing the idea that we have to protect kids from everything and in turn what we end up doing is making them more susceptible to the dangers of those things because they have never built up a tolerance to those things the brain chemistry and managing stress and that you go through from failures and struggles as a child yeah. right. that actually allow you to grow and develop in brain neurology and, yeah. and physical form to be able to manage those at greater levels as you get older. The absence of which leads to complete chemical imbalance in the brain right. at a certain age when you have not developed that kind of equalization over time. And so right. so I feel like those are things that a lot of times we, we just don't realize we're doing as a society, which is 
protecting kids from every possible mm -hmm. thing because we think they're fragile when actually, mm -hmm. you know, humans are not fragile. Like we are robust. We need to struggle. We need yeah. to fail, but we need supports there in which to right. kind of lift, of, lift us up and, and help us along when we do. Well, and, and that's the beauty because academically we've known for years right. how to intervene. We yeah. really, when you mm -hmm. look at the iteration of intervening, it doesn't change much yeah. academically. And it's a problem solving model. Right. That's, that's been and, around forever. And then in the eighties, you know, Goldman came out with emotional intelligence, yep. right? And so we had, 20 years to Mariana before the 20th century came. Yeah. But right now, we are much smarter as as an education group. I mean, what, what we do in, in our profession is, is wonderful. We're continuously learning. So now that we know this, we can't not... Mm -hmm. Implement in a proactive yeah. model. You can't yeah. unknow once you know it. Right. I mean, you got it when you know better. And, so you got to start to do it. Shine a light on the problem. You got to fix it. Right? And so, it. well, now that we know it, the question is: is how do we find out what we need to know to, to know. intervene? Yeah, let's not or make not assumptions. Even that's right. How do we need to know? Mm, that's right. So that's why we need not just that academic mm. data anymore. We need all of the mm. data that gives us home all life, the social and emotional yeah. importance of the student. And, and, and then that gives us the opportunity to appropriately yeah. intervene. Yeah. And appropriately. I mean, because if you appropriately intervene, uh -huh. you don't intervene for life. Right? Uh, you, right. You the idea is to fade services. Yeah. Right. And I mean, just think about the things that we've mm -hmm. done in our lives. You know, braces. Let's use braces for example, yeah. right? Your teeth are crooked. <laughs> and they intervene. Intervene. We get braces. Boom, it's painful for a little while. But, you sacrifice right. time. You and know, I'm, not, I'm comfort, surely what student money. learning is about braces, but it's yeah. the same kind of thing. Yeah. When we know, we can it's intensively it is a good example. very Close quickly and boom, move on. Because my teeth are not going to be... I'll yeah. crook it again. And you don't want to be like me with an overbite that they had to correct right <laughs> yeah. No, you know. well, You said something yesterday in your session that just, uh, I mean, I wrote, I, I literally was writing three pages of notes. I couldn't stop writing. But there was one thing that really stuck out yesterday. You said that in this day and age, where we are now, you think we're giving or that that leaders in education are giving some some license to fail a little bit, that, that they should they should try yeah. that, that being uh, nebulous or uh, that I'll forget the term you exact use, but doing nothing ap is ap apathy maybe. is worse than doing it wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah because yeah. now yes. with data that we could, because data doesn't fix everything, right? It's early warning, early intervention. And, but, but if, if we can uh, identify what doesn't work, at least you're doing something yeah. and you're moving a needle one way or yeah. the other, but you're not doing nothing. Yeah. Harvey, that was, I think in, in response to this idea right now in Texas that, you know, we're, all this change is coming at us, especially in the world of special ed, right? There's just all this change. And, and, and like I, I crafted something like right after that session because it hit me and it just kind of it just was in my brain, this idea of change. And we focus so much on change and we get afraid by change. And we and so we put all our energy into managing change. But so these ideas that just kind of came to me were change requires choice. Choice is tough. Right. Mm -hmm. And choice creates confusion. Mm -hmm. So when we have to choose too much, there's confusion, but, but confusion leads to chaos. And so chaos right. in the system, I think, is what a lot of us are experiencing in Texas right now. Mm -hmm. Sometimes chaos creates apathy, mm -hmm. a failure to act. But, but really, you know, chaos leads to constraints and constraints lead to creativity. Mm -hmm. you know, and if your we want, innovators grab on. That's right. Way. And creativity uh -huh. leads back to choice. Right. Choice right. captures that chaos yeah. and controls for change. And so, yeah. so within this system, with all this chaos in the system in Texas right now, is an opportunity. The state agency, TEA, is really saying, hey, guys, show us grace. We'll show you grace. Right. We're all growing and evolving and changing together. In this moment, take some risks. Try some innovations. Try to do things differently. Yeah. Systemically, in practice, through operations, I believe, through governance, right? Yeah. Like, how do we... How do we push this envelope forward and take advantage? One thing I've learned from some of my, the greatest mentors I've had, and let me just preface this by saying some of my mentors are five years old, nine years old, <laughs> because my own children mentor me daily oh my on my God. failures, right? right? I mean, right. they're my personal trainers. And stuff. But some of my mentors that are older and more experienced than me, leaders in their own right, have, have like really imparted one thing on me real strongly, and that is that leadership, you're dealing with complex, multidimensional issues. Right. You're always going to have 
chaos or, or, mm -hmm. or a failure or some kind of tragedy. Mm -hmm. and, and an effective leader knows mm -hmm. how to leverage yeah. that chaos, that tragedy, yeah. to implement systemic change, well, you know, improvements. You know, I, I work in a lot of times when I'm called in, I'm called into districts that I have um, on, on the compliance measurement. Yeah. They've failed uh, to do some things over time. Yeah. And you're right. I, I think they're almost free. They understand the framework that they have to operate it, but yeah. they're given grace and given the ability to say, innovate out of your way out yeah. of this. Yeah. And what we're doing is we're tracking that and making sure what works, what doesn't work. Yes. And so years ago I was in, I was in college. And by the way, I'm like you, you said something about better than yeah, yeah. I was, I was an at-risk kid growing through, uh, oh, going yeah. through high school. And if I hadn't been yeah. for an, an, edu an educator that, that turned, he was, a he was assistant superintendent that really, really liked me for some reason. He liked me. Yeah. He helped me go to college and helped me get through high school and go to college. And uh, he's the one who eventually came back and said, Hey, after I, I you know, as you know, I worked for NASA and, yeah. and uh, for uh, several years and I worked for Walmart at Mr. Sam Walton for several years. And when I was working at, uh, at back at Walmart and, um, he and I became friends uh, after after all this. Yeah. And uh, he said, I want you to build me a software for special ed. And I said, I don't know how to do it, but you got but if you teach me, I will I will help you. So so uh, it was actually Dr. Ron Bradshaw. He asked me, he said, you know, I need you to create a special ed software. He yeah. said, I don't know exactly what they're asking for, but can you go over there and, and you interview? didn't know nothing about special ed. And I said, you, you just knew how to like create databases and software. And things I like just that. knew how to move data together in yeah. a meaningful way. Yeah. And so, um, and I said, if you, if you'll teach me, I, I'll do it, but I don't know what to do for yeah. you. Yeah. And so they had actually two directors, uh, mm -hmm. kind of, a, they kind of co-shared it. And it's really yeah. a great situation, large district in Arkansas. And they literally taught me, exactly what they wanted. I mean, they coached me and mentored me over many, many here's years. Here's the data points. Here's what we need. Here's, here's what we need to be able to do. Ironically, they retired and actually came to work for my company oh, that down the road. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's all, you know, rising tide raises all ships, yeah. right? And uh, so our philosophy has always been if somebody can figure something out, but, but it, we, I came up with this model. I call it the, a, the API or the APT model, API. Assess, plan, and implement, right? And it's not, I didn't come up with it. It's a world, it's a problem-solving model. Yeah. But I learned that from a bread delivery guy when I was in college who uh, they they trusted me. So they had me send me in early in the morning before school, yeah. uh, college. And I would, uh, and this guy would come in with his bread and he would have this bread and this. And I didn't know, I never knew there's so many different kinds of bread. bread. And he would walk through it and he would, I got four of these, five of these, six of these, seven of these. And I'm like, I said, oh my goodness. I said, Overload. I said, yeah, how do you manage all this? That's literally what I said. And he said to me, and I remember I was probably 19 years old, right? And he goes, oh, he, he, he looked at me and he was, he was serious as could be. He said, oh, you got to know what you got to, you got to know what you're doing. You got to assess your problem. You got to build a plan. You got to implement that plan and monitor. And I'm like, I, I'm writing write as fast as I can. <laughs> yes. And at all my through college and I, you know, and I had a great college experience in, um, with computer science. And yeah. That was probably the best lesson in life I've ever learned how to solve a problem. In and a split and second, capturing that information yeah. when all that guy walks in. John, yeah. the, the whole madness of all this is all I did was, when educators would say, I've got a situation, I, and I always I come back to that API model that says plan and implement. Yeah. And, and that's constantly what we're doing. So when you said yesterday, even if you do something wrong, learn from it and perfect it and do yeah. it right again the next yeah. day. But don't, don't, don't focus, don't wait till you can think you can do it right. Right. But darn sure don't that's do right. nothing. That's right. <laughs> and I think that's the world we're in, especially in some of the districts I'm working in, where there's there's only one way up, yeah. you know, from, from that point. Yeah. And uh, not all the districts I work with are right. that, that way, right. but, but they're, they're focused on their, their point of view and they have to fix a few things. Yeah. But that key leadership, again, that's a, so it's valuable. Uh, but, it really is. You know, he's talking, what you're talking about is what has been captured in lean manufacturing. Plan, yes. do, act, yes. yeah. and then yeah. check. Little bets, right? Yeah. right? Living, living through bets. Plan, like, do, uh, act, check on it. Yeah. That's the part where we miss in education. Yeah. It's not about that we don't check on it. We've only ever really had lag data. That's it, lag but data. now yeah. your data well, that's a great is way to put real it. time. Talk about the difference between lag and lead data. Because I think a lot so, of people, like this was so new to us a few yeah. years back. I we understand what it is, but you had to tell me what does it mean. Well, lag data is that data that is captured in a moment. 
and then it might be captured two months ago, three months ago, four months right. ago, two years ago, a year ago. A year ago. I, can, I can think of some of our accountability data that we get right now, yeah. like for disproportionality. Yes. It's two years old right. by the time we see it. Right. Or sometimes our other data. You're spot on with that. that Absolutely. It's, it's so it's so many years ago by the time we see it that we may have already done some planning and it. we might not be on on track. Right. But our lead data <laughs> is different when we say, okay, we want to decrease. Like let's say. And, and here's a place where people are often disproportionate or disproportionate so many times in the discipline of our African-American students, sure. right? So we say to ourselves, we want to move forward with that right now. And what we want to do is we want to make some changes. Maybe we want to look at our unconscious bias. Maybe we want to do a few things. Yeah. But our data is two years old. So the next time we get to measure is two years later. We right. don't even know if it worked. Right. And so... Lead data is the things that we say, here's what we want to do. These are the things we're going to do in the meantime, kind of like you were talking about your interventions mm -hmm. and how that tracks. And then when you take those interventions, you, you do little checks along the yeah. way. Yeah. And then you have an aim line to say, am I doing it right now? And then right. you go, no, quick pivot, move. Right. And, but on lag data, you never get that opportunity. On that right. lead stuff, all those little tiny pieces that you do along the way, boom, you've got it and I you can make that. a change. Yeah, that lead data is really actionable. Like a, a, a math teacher in class doing a th uh, you know, three question little uh, exit uh, assignment like, yeah. that day, looking at that and then taking that data, maybe it's in the formative type model, it goes into a system. And then from that, she looks and says, you know, six of my kids in my class didn't get that concept yesterday. Oh, in real time, the very next day, go back in, those six kids remediate that skill while right. put, while working over here with the Southern group it. on other skills. And That's managing the chaos in real time using yeah. lead data yeah. to pivot in the classroom yes. or persevere yeah. if, if lead data says this, this whole they data all thing. got it. Right, and yeah. that's where Harley's platform comes uh, in. A platform's yeah. not the word I was trying to use. Yeah, but yeah. That's yeah. Where, I really think it's, it's a. It's hard to describe. It's an interface. Your interface, yeah, because yeah. yeah. right. that's where yeah. it comes in. Describe it like you said yesterday. I loved how you because I, I it's hard for me to describe what hard smart data dashboard is, and people think of on data suite. You right. know, oh, it takes different data yeah. sources and kind of connects them, and right. And so, but you said something yesterday where you said like it sits here, and the right. other things are well, here. Well, so yeah, yeah, so like imagine you have a circle, and in the and there's there is a. The, the smart data or the, or is right in the center, yeah. right? In the in the old days, and I'm making air quotes, everybody can say that, right? So in the old days, I would, I would want to have, is a product we use, so uh -huh. I'd want Edgeforia, uh -huh. and I'd want it to talk to my special ed software, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Or I would want my special ed software to talk to my student services software, yeah. and they would all talk to each other together that way in separately. Yes. But Harvey, what you have is this, this little guy right yeah, there in the yeah. dead center. He's, yeah. he's, he's my center point. Smarty pants. And, he, Smarty pants. and that guy pulls all the information yeah. right to the center. Yeah. And so as the, as the educator, as the leader, whoever is uh -huh. wanting to be the user, all I have to do is click. Yeah. I make one click and I don't have to know whether or not everything else yeah. talks to each other well, because no that's irrelevant. That it there's, doesn't matter. Yeah. But one of the things I love about your dashboard. But it does talk to each other. It does in a different mm -hmm. way. So yeah. it all brings it together. And Harvey, genius man over here, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, designing what it does. When I look at the dashboard, so the thing I get to see is I, I can see an aim line. Oh, look, mm -hmm. we intervened. These are the That's interventions right. we In tried, the and the aim line shows me mm -hmm. what we've done. Uh -huh. I can look at it and go, oh, my gosh, mm -hmm. Harvey's been absent 15 times mm -hmm. in the last month. Well, he's a troublemaker. He's failing mm -hmm. social yeah. studies and reading. That's weird. Why both? Because one is one or the That's other right. or you something. Yeah, and yeah. then I'm thinking... Mm -hmm. Homework what else suffering. is going on? No homework. He's not. Oh, and then PLC he teams spoke looking, to a counselor. And, and, there was some and now we got ISS. I'm like, yeah. okay, what is going on with Harvey? Well, yeah. all I have to do is go click, mm. and all that information comes to one spot for me, and then I can make a plan. As opposed to going, let me open up Edgeforia. No offense to Edgeforia. Let yeah. me open up my special ed uh -huh. software. Yeah, yeah. Let me open up my student data software. And we need let them. me open yeah. up yes. on Data mm -hmm. Suite. Mm -hmm. All of those have pieces. And really, honestly, so on. And again, please, I love on data suite, but on data suite is only as good as the mm -hmm. as the stuff that I load to it. Ninety percent of what well, I load me, is guess what? Yeah, lag data. data. You know, Same thing with Edgeforia. All of that is, and so this is everyday. Interesting. Click yeah. of the and let, let me expand on that a little bit, uh, So, so, so we love data wherever it exists. Mm -hmm. So, so like on data suites is to us is pre-processed data, right. and uh, Edgeforia is just pre-processed data. So when we come into a the district, they say, well, what do we need? I said, let's get it all. 
whatever you have. And then make it, give me your skyward stuff. That's right. Give me your whatever. SIS, LMS, assessments, big time in there, assignments. Yeah. all the intervention stuff. Yeah. And so we, we, the first thing we do is say, no, don't get rid of anything. We want to encompass all that mm-hmm. data. Our biggest competition is the word dashboard. They think, well, our, our student information has a dashboard. And I say, that, that, that's not a competitor. John's got this ARG buddy dashboard, yeah, yeah. he calls it. We, yeah, yeah, right, we, right, right. We, not, well, that we, ain't no dashboard. Are, are we, we're going to yeah. analyze yeah. it all. This is really yeah. like a healthcare record. When you, when you go to the doctor, they run all these assessments, and they don't give you one penicillin shot they, they they individually try to but they got to do it quickly because right they have another another room they have to go yeah. to so our job is to make that happen and we we cherish all data sources we can find and we tell them don't get rid of it until we get the problem solved then figure out maybe we can ask on data suites or other things like right. that can you get me richer data you know, right, can you right. give me deeper data? Yeah, and different so, data. Maybe. So the, you just hit on that because you said it's like the medical assessment. So if if you use anything like that right now, like so I'm Baylor Scott and White is, is who we use and I'm not plugging them. But the cool thing about that is if I go to my cardiologist mm-hmm. and then I go to the internet. It's all connected. And I go to mm-hmm. whoever else. And then it's amazing. Patient portal. Test. It didn't used to be, but Ooh, it's amazing. But now. I have patient, a patient portal. portal so That's right. All of those doctors yep. can go to I, my yeah. patient Great portal example. and see exactly yeah. what all of my doctors have done rather than me getting a prescription yeah. from you and a prescription mm-hmm. from you and a prescription somewhere else. Yeah. And they're and all of a sudden they You're find right. out that So maybe this is a learner pro- this is our yeah. learner portal. Mm-hmm. I've had first hand experience with that recently. Yeah. Coral, and you're right. You know, that was a mess a few years back. Be, yeah. And then now it's great. And we're trying to do that same thing here. We're just trying to say, wow. we're just trying to say, you know, whatever, wherever it lives, help, help in any way. It's but I really think in some a ways, student profile. Yeah, a student profile. That's a yeah. great example. And and so I think though too, Harvey, like the, the, the portal, like I think about my uh, patient portal when I go to it, right. yeah. it does collect all that data, kind of put it in one place and give no. me some feedback. No. But it doesn't really say, and by the way, mm-hmm. you might want to consider doing these other things if you right. want to address some of these other risks, right? right. Yeah. I feel like like yeah. smart data, that's it. It says, it "Hey, and by the way, possible. this is how you might want to intervene yes. in these ways, yeah. or yeah. you might want to provide right. a support in regards to this." So, well, one of the, one of the things I think that we do, uh, we think I think we do well, but I've been coached. I do nothing on my own. I've always been coached to do something, yeah. right, or mentored to do it. But 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 I will say that when when we even when we go in, a lot of times we we focus on the discipline side because of disproportionate discrimination. Right. But one of the things I'm finding in that world, and I'll get back to the academics in just a second, is that they document the ISS and the OSS and the yeah. alternative placement and all that. Yeah. And, and I'm encouraging them, document better, with e- either with us or in your SIS, the administrative action. Because those are, you know, especially it taught me a long time ago that look for tentacles of evidence uh-huh. of, of success, uh-huh. right? Because if they are LD or whatever, that you know, we have to look for soft indicators that, yes. that yes. things are getting better. It's not yes. obvious sometimes. Yes. So in in the discipline world, what we're looking for is so you had administrative action. So what'd you do? Well, I coached them and mentored them. Take credit for that. That is right. Don't not document right. that. That's, Offset that with the, the eventually forward. the ISS yes. that you had to do. Yes. And so so when I go in and I do this kind of major and minor thing. Mm-hmm. So so back to your point about going back two years back and right. looking at that and you say you've already started. We have a way we document this discipline, but we we rank them as a minor and a major major would be ISA, you know, uh-huh. out of classroom uh-huh. uh, discipline right mm-hmm. and so that that's a major offense right. but the minors they're not documenting is is hurting them so bad right. is to say you know so w- when you did administrative action did you did you talk about like uh, or uh, cause and effect and what you would happen next time did they you know did yeah. they mentor you yeah. did they did you you know so all that stuff is really it needs to be a credit to what we're yes. doing every day. So we're trying to actually find this tentacle of evidence that things they're doing the right things, but they're always being compared to two years ago. Right. 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 But this way we show evidence right. of actually that, that, that attempt to improve that outcome versus just punify. Right. And, and, and I'll tell you the finding. Think about this though. Like let's, let's, for example, we have a biology teacher and that biology teacher has a fantastic relationship with the student A, any, right. whatever the student right. is. And that student is in trouble everywhere else, right? That's right. But the biology teacher, and I don't yeah. know why I picked biology, but the biology teacher is mm-hmm. is documenting the good things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. That brings it right back to mm-hmm. part of that social emotional learning with relationship. Yeah. And they can say, this teacher has mm-hmm. a relationship with the student, mm-hmm. and these are the things they're intervening mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's our ticket. Yeah. And then when they can come back and go, 
okay, how did you do that? Yeah. Talk to me about how that works. See, brings us back we to want to implement this. That's how you make that transition yes. to proactive, That's right? right. Yes. Someone's got to be watching for that. It yeah. might not be that teacher because they've got a lot of students coming okay. in a lot of classes. It might be that counselor or mm-hmm. interventionist mm-hmm. who's looking for what's successful yeah. and what's not successful. Again, back to your point the other day, John. Do something, but yeah. document it in a way that we can now analyze it and, and be, yeah. become more proactive. You know, I had a student, it, it really, the teacher isn't too busy though sometimes. And I had a student, because I have to share this. Mm-hmm. I love this kid. He, he was emotionally disturbing. They said, absolutely not. This kid mm-hmm. needs a lot of work. He needs a lot of help. Well, one day he came to my room and said, can I just borrow your phone? I need to call my dad. Mm-hmm. And I said, sure. And he had his guitar out. And I was like, hey, can I see your guitar? Yeah. And I played his guitar for him. He's like, oh, my God. And he called his dad. He's like, dad, listen to this. <laughs> and I started to laugh. Instant and I was connection. Like, he's like, can, Instant can, connection. can you do this more often? I said, well, I'm only available Wednesdays, but if you want to come Wednesdays. So we would sit in my room yeah. and mm-hmm. play guitar. And he goes, mm-hmm. hey, listen to this one. Listen to this one. Yeah. So I didn't even have the classroom relationship. Yeah. <laughs> this was another one. Mm-hmm. But those are the relationships that get mm-hmm. built. I never documented that. Yeah. If I could have documented that mm-hmm. to say, I don't, this mm-hmm. is why yeah. I don't see these behaviors with this student. And that doesn't fit in a box either. It doesn't. Right? It doesn't. I mean, but is... I could have because you do have free form. Yeah. I, I just love right, I love right, what right. you have, Harvey, because wow. it is it's that piece that as educators we just have been missing for yeah. so long. So we can be proactive right. yeah. because guess what? We all know our holes. I tell you, we know where our holes are usually. We just don't know how to put it all together in a picture yeah. that I can share with everyone. Yeah, we all have a piece right, right of that picture. We all have right. like a piece, but we don't have a way to put that whole picture together to right. get a clear image of what's occurring so yeah. that then we can take a snapshot of it, do some things and take another snapshot to yeah. say, is it yeah. the same picture? Right. Is it prettier or is it uglier? But I, you know I, I promise mean? you guys, yeah. I know as smart as you might think I am, it's because I, 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 you know, um, uh, Will Rogers was quoted as saying, "I've never met a man I didn't like." Right, mm-hmm. and I and I, mm-hmm. I I'm a very logical thinker and a very mm-hmm. uh, linear thinker, mm-hmm. and that just bothered the heck out of mm-hmm. me. But when I went back and researched it a little bit, what he said was, "Every person I ever met has made me a better person." Yeah. So so on that premise, yes. I can honestly say I've never met a person I didn't like. Didn't and, and, mm-hmm. and so all I'm saying is that this is a derivative of the minds that needed a problem solved. Right. They just yeah. had somebody who, yeah. who knew how to do it. And all, and I guarantee you this is either physically or, or somewhere in your mindset, but it's on my computer. And it literally is a, sti- is a, is a yellow sticky note on my computer that I look at every day when I'm, I'm, I'm on that computer. And it literally says, if not me, who will? Yeah. Right. And I literally live that Someone every day. Someone must be the exception. Someone yeah. must take the risk. Someone must be excellent. Someone must invoke change. Why not let that person mm-hmm. be me? That's right. Why not let that person be you? You know, right. why not? You know, that's, I, I agree. I, 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 now, how we make that tactical, you know, like yes. at, at, a, at, a, at a classroom Actional. level, mm-hmm. that's the challenge. Yeah. And, 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 and everybody that might be listening to this, I've almost forgot people were, we're recording, yeah, 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 yeah. but uh, that's kind of the way we are, right? Yeah. When we get together. We get going. But, uh, but anybody might maybe listening to this might think, well, yeah, but they're missing this and this. Yeah. But I'll tell you. I, we're all going to leave this table and go back and we're going to be very tactical wherever yeah. we're at. We're going to be That's helping in a, a junior high. We're going right. to be helping in an elementary. So yeah. we, we, although we're thinking at a high level, we every once in a while we kind of get together and do this. But but we go back to, to the real world of we're going to be in a classroom tomorrow. That's right. I don't know. I mean, just think about this. How many people that you know really, I mean, besides your, your fellow educators, have been in as many classrooms as we have. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, no. yeah. yeah. Nobody, nobody can, I can even tell my friends what yeah. I do because they don't, they don't, they don't get understand it. it. Well, first <laughs> of all, they don't understand even the concept that a lot of times because education is an elusive thing it really uh, is. for many people. It but is. listen, guys, this has been fabulous. Yeah. Like, okay, we so can talk for days. Harvey, one thing I've heard you say, I've heard you talk to people uh, like, uh, in the conversations we've had uh, many times. I've heard you say, you know, uh, like, I don't want to be people, like, I'm not a vendor. I don't want right, to go out and be right. people's vendor. I'm not selling a product. Right, right. Like, I want to have a relationship with people. I know you're in schools in Texas doing the work. I know you are, um, you know, got a lot going on in Arkansas Mm -hmm. and other states. Um, I know you hop in your little plane and fly all over the place. That's my addiction. I keep trying to fly, get you to fly into Clifton and go out to the farm, you know. But 
So if people are interested mm, in smart data or want uh, to just better understand, yeah. like, what, what is this all about? Like, yeah. I think I know what they're talking about, but I don't really. Where do they go? How do they find out more? Well, I, I'm glad you said that, uh, John, because we don't really sell. We just, uh, we uh, want to get you two, two, get you four. Mr. Sam Walton taught, taught us that. They say you take care of one customer, they'll, t- they'll tell five. Yes. If you don't, they'll tell 15. Yes. And right. so, and so, <laughs> so and that's, and that was, that was their model. And, 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 you know, uh, and I, I enjoyed working for him, and yeah. he was very insightful and did a lot of ed, you know, ed tech type stuff. Yeah. Uh, but um, I mean, not ed tech, but technology stuff that I was involved in are fortunate. So bottom line is, here's what I would say. Um, for example, when, when Beaumont was looking, they, they asked, well, I need to check your references and do all this. So I gave them a list of references. And I said, I, want, I don't want to be on the phone call. You call them. Yeah. I, said, I said, but I said, whatever they say. I'll live with it. If they say I'm the worst or yeah. if I'm the best, I'll and live that with it. Beaumont what? ISD. You're Bo- saying. Beaumont yeah. ISD. Yeah. Yeah. So they called uh, a, a school district, several school districts in Arkansas. Yeah. And the, the word they got back was if you treat Harvey like a partner, he will do anything for you. Right. If you treat him like a vendor, he will treat you like a customer. Yeah. Right. And that's exactly, yeah. I feel like that, that the, I, I, uh, I am with them and I, I hurt when they hurt and I, and yeah. I, and I, but, but we all rise together yeah. and, and, and we live that every day. But if they want to know more about what we do, they can go to smartdatadashboard.com. Okay. And there's three videos on there. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay attention to anything. It's a pretty simple website. There's three videos, what we do, how we do it, but, but thirdly, why we do it. Yeah. There's three videos. Yeah. They're, they're, they're literally two minutes a piece. Yes. And if you, once you watch those three videos, you, you'll just say, well, I, I just need to ha- I need to have a conversation Station. with him, right. telling him what we're doing. And if you're honest with me and you right. say it's more compliance or it's more academic, yeah. ABC, mm-hmm. yeah. and you just tell me, then we can work together to take whatever you're doing and you what you have. And we bring that together and customize. It, that yeah, we now. customize it per district yeah. Yeah. Uh, based yeah. on your needs. Because so everybody, smart in, ISD, independent school district, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> smartdatadashboard.com. That's right. Just that simple. And and mm-hmm. isn't there? It seems like I've been to to a website, Hughes Education. Well, I, I is that one still yeah, up or yeah. no? No, I'm gonna ma- I'm gonna bring that back up because okay. people ask me to. Well, I just didn't know. Yeah, but that yeah, was yeah. a lot about me, per- my background and okay. stuff, and they wanted to see some flying videos. So okay. I was throwing some flying videos because okay. yeah. when I fly anywhere, I'm flying to a school district. Yes, right. uh, I love that. I have literally landed on it on a grass strip <laughs> behind <laughs> a football field uh, back in the early days yeah, yeah, in yeah. Missouri. Uh, Osceola, Missouri, That's and so and the funny. special ed director took me out there, and <laughs> and I had her had her drive down this grass strip to figure out how long it was if I could fly out. <laughs> oh, <that's great. laughs> well, Harvey, man, it has been a pleasure. Yes. Oh, thank you so thank much for you. joining us in this conversation. I feel like this is you know, Sped Talk is all about elevating the conversation, right. celebrating right. the people, right. the places, the organizations that are making things happen for kids. You know, kids with disabilities, kids with differing abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our struggling learners and, and, you know, destination education, I may post this there too, but that's all about, you know, how do we move forward in education? How do we honor right. what we've always done in education and, and really learn from what we've learned along this, this journey, but then how do we evolve and iterate and move forward into right. the 21st well, century? And so right. I, and I just, here. I really we appreciate y'all. We're living in it. Aren't <laughs> we? so, Listen, bless you guys for not, not giving up and yeah. not quitting and not being status quo. Cause yeah. I mean, it, 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 a groundswell turns into something. Yes. And, and, and it always does. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think choice, not change, right? Let's yes. focus on choice. We all have yeah. choices every single day. The state tells us to do things. The feds tell us to do things, but we choose how we, how we do it. And yep. so I feel like this no. is just another um, example of ways we can choose to do things a little bit differently and, yep. and maybe have Absolutely. a different impact and outcome. Thank you guys. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. Enjoy being here. Yeah. To continue to elevate the conversation, hit us up on Twitter at SpedTalk2020, where you can find links to all of our episodes and each of the resources that we discussed today. John, also links to the resources will be available at our podcast site. And if you found these resources helpful, be sure to share them with, with a friend because information should always flow through us, not to us. That will do it for this episode of Sped Talk. And remember, courage creates culture and kindness keeps us connected. Until the next time, I'm Pam. And I've been John. And this is Sped Talk. Living in the moment and the moment is the future.